Hi folks, and welcome to D&D Major. Folks, welcome back to D&D Major. I am Gina, and I'm going to be your DM today, and I am joined by... Hey guys, I'm Allison. I'm playing Farlina, the tiefling sorcerer. I'm Evan. I'm playing Valen, the high elf rogue. I'm Gus. I'm playing Tybalt, a human druid. This is Victor. I'll be playing the half-elf cleric, Tamir. All right. Well, when last we left off, you all turned away from your companions, leaving them safe in this sort of protected entry area to a vast park or maybe even zoo-looking facility that you stumbled upon in the in-betweens. Before you rises walls and walls of trees and other vegetation, and through the trees you can see that the vegetation seems to change in this area the farther you look through. Before you lie two paths, one to the left and one to the right. How all do you want to proceed? I think Tibble would go to the right, like you just start going. <laughs> all right. Do the paths whoa, look whoa, whoa, any... Whoa, whoa, Do we want to split up? Do the paths look any different? Uh, make a, a perception check. Ay. 18. All right. So... Things to keep in mind. First of all, this entire dome is very shaded. It seems like it probably wasn't meant to be there. You're in a very large clearing at the moment, but the trees from the the forest outside press in against the edges of the dome and also along the ceiling. There's definitely some purple light coming in from above, but it's already a little bit dim. Looking to the left, you can see that the the path grows suddenly much dimmer. You can't tell whether it's because of the the canopy of the trees that exist indoors in that direction, Uh, but there seems to be an almost unnatural darkness in that direction. To your right, you can see that the pathway suddenly becomes layered with wooden slats. It's sort of just like a a bridge on the ground. And as you keep looking, you see that the pathway curves to the left and seems to start to almost lift into the air a bit. It seems like there's a slope in that direction of these wooden slats. And these both go in towards this like... I don't know, it's like an arbor, like a forested area? Yes, or like both a... seem to suddenly, sort of at the edge of this pavilion, break into dense trees of different sorts. I have a clarifying question. Yes. Is the is just the sky purple, or is everything under purple light? It's all under slight purple light. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that makes everything look very strange. Exactly, because there's not really a sun in the sky, so it's this diffuse purple light that seems to be pervading everything in this area. But it feels like daytime, right? It does. It feels like daytime. Maybe not midday, maybe closer to dawn or dusk, but it definitely has daylight in as much as there can be without a sun. Uh, maybe to the right? It looks like he's already made up his mind. (laughs) Going higher up, good vantage point. That is a good point. We're trying to get... Trying to see what we can see. Exactly. We're trying to get to the other side of this. Yes? I mean... I mean, I don't know what we're trying to do. (laughs) Trying to get... Get the hell out I'm trying of Trying to see. Okay. That is a good point. Getting a higher vantage point is good. I, uh, we should keep an eye on him. Uh, Y'all just, coming? Tybalt I, yells from like 10 feet Are you still walking away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 10 feet isn't that far. Yeah, not that far up the path, but like, he's, he started. 
do we see any like does is he like disappearing into the dark of the past so the right is the direction of the wooden slats not the unnatural darkness so um as you watch tybalt steps off of the the stone um that's laid in this courtyard and steps onto the wooden slats and begins slowly making uh his way into this dense forest to the right before we go is there any benefit in us splitting up and checking out both paths or do we want to stay together there's a benefit in time that is true but we'd be split up we're stronger together are we though (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, I feel pretty Four strong on my own but okay we can do that oh. we can go together alright I'm willing well, to maybe I'll take go the dark with them path and you can go by yourself I, I can definitely light it up well, if you'd might... like I could go down the darker path and see if there's anything that way and then run back and meet up with you guys I'm also willing to take the dark path Tibble comes back clearly annoyed that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's following I'm, I mean obviously we shouldn't split up um, we have no way of communicating if something happens with Jonathan, only one group knows. Like, it makes no sense. If y'all want to go down the dark path, we can go that way. Alternatively, we could go up this path and then turn around and go back to the other path. We can try both. Okay. Anybody have a coin we want to split? <laughs> flip? You did just get a bunch of coins from uh, I'll, that drawer. I'll, I'll so. flip a coin. All right. <laughs> We're taking the right path. What, what the? <laughs> <laughs> I am it okay. It was even. All right. <laughs> Which fates, is uh, the tails. Fates, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fates have decided, so sure, let's take the right path. All right. You all set off towards the, you know, the press of the trees in this direction. The clatter of your boots on stone fades and dims when you step out on these wooden slats and you begin to walk your way. The slats seem to be set into almost mud on the ground and you can see the mud seems to be like engulfing these wooden slats. Slats strangely are not rotted or decayed or anything like that unlike the items that you found within that shed when you were walking through and on either side right before the path begins to lift into the air you see thick cords of rope running to the ground and are allowing these slats to be suspended you step onto these slats and they sway slightly and you kind of look to your left and your right and you can see this just very dense overgrown foliage pressing very close in. Some branches are tearing at the air above the bridge that you're walking on and you have to duck underneath them and sort of push them aside. So are we like going up over the canopy? Does that, that Not how it looks? Not that high up yet. Oh, okay. um, it seems to be going up about maybe seven to 10 feet. Hmm. Um, elevated and enough to get the wooden slats out of the, the mud and so that you're almost at eye level with um, some of this, like this plant life. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not just looking at the ground. And looking down, you see that the, the ground below slowly is fading into almost marsh. This thin, dark water lapping at the sides of um, trees and such that are, that are down, growing out of this, this muck. As you continue to walk along this wooden path, the trees press in closer and closer and closer and then suddenly part. As you look to your side at a large open clearing to your right, this clearing is covered from ground to the ceiling of the dome far, far above you in what looks like a sort of net. The ropes that are holding the pathway aloft are woven into this netting that covers this entire space. But there's gaps in the netting such that you can look through at this large enclosure. Can we take a peek? Do I get the sense that this looks like like it was supposed to hold creatures or an animal or like... Make a perception check. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 13. Okay. Looking around, from what you can tell, it actually seems like it's 
currently holding animals. Above you, you see um, the, the dappled purple light flicker, and as you look up, you see that it is blocked by the silhouette of tiny wings flitting through this area. Looking down below at the water that's lapping at the trees, uh, you can see kind of it's it's hard to get a good look at them. They seem blocked by a lot of the, the plant life down there, but there seem to be what look like blue feathers of some sort of water bird, a series of them in the, in the pool beyond. It's hard to get a good look at any of these because they're moving, and again, it is kind of dark, darker than you imagine this area was supposed to be. But yeah, you can see birds in this enclosure. There are creatures in here. Look, 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 look at that one. And you see wings. Um, I do not have dark vision with the folks with dark vision, which I think is everybody but me. <laughs> is it <laughs> is it too dark for you? It's here? dim light. Okay. It's you can't see far. It's not great. Mm-hmm. Um, and they definitely are able to see sort of the contrast of the dark against the light much okay. better than you can. Um, but you're able to see the trees in front of you, the the path around you, the clearing. Yeah, this is incredible. I, why is this even here? There there are creatures in here just living. Re- regular birds? Tybalt's actually will try and... You know, I guess if he can kind of see the birds, and he'll try and compare it to birds from back home. So it's he, he sort of knows that there's like a divergence between the plants that he's seen, but he's going to sort of like look at the birds with that eye and sort of like look in that context. Okay, since you both seemed like you wanted to investigate the birds, mm-hmm. one of you can roll with advantage, whoever you want to make that check. Sounded like Tybalt should because you... I have plus six. Okay. To, to what? <laughs> Perception. <laughs> I have plus seven to perception. Oh, wow. But what was the the role? Big old nerd. (laughs) Uh, I I mean, it was probably going to be investigation because you're actively trying Uh, to... I'm I'm pretty good at that, too. All right. So, yeah. You know. You're like describing I have dark vision, also. Okay. Yeah. Uh, The same role. 19. Okay. You're looking up and you're having trouble seeing the birds too clearly. It's more like you're seeing silhouettes against the sky, but your ability to really grasp what they look like is kind of difficult. Instead of looking up, then you decide to look down towards the water birds. And as you're scanning the swamp below, something looks a little off to you and you sort of flatten yourself to the elevated bridge, looking down, looking down and you realize that the thing that's off is the marsh itself. You still can't see the water birds, but the marsh seems to be littered with what look like mummified corpses of mm. birds. Biodome. Nothing in, nothing out. <laughs> they just seem to be dotted throughout the sort of the peat, what? and they're, they're sort of frozen in space. What do you mean? There's dead birds. In the bottom? Strewn about. Why? Because they, they are just stuck in here? They cannot leave, so they just die? I guess so. Hmm. That's, that's unnatural. Nothing, nothing ate their corpses. No predators here. I mean... There's always there's always fungi. Have you seen any? Uh, has has <laughs> don't see uh, any. This is, this, this is a sterile bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. This came yeah. up in the last session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's, it's, you, I, you've I seen fungi because there was some that was covering yeah. the that building in the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they're fresh. What the birds? The dead the birds are fresh, or yeah. you, the fungus is fresh? No, maybe the birds. birds. But there are lots of dead ones in the bottom. They've They're very dead. far away. They, so far as you can tell, they do look mummified. Gross. Which doesn't tell you how long they've been there, <laughs> but it, it, it says that they've been there long enough that the, the peat has kind of like frozen them in, in space. Well, let's keep moving and maybe yeah, we we'll get a better look. Yeah, is there more of this look. path? Uh, yeah, it keeps on pressing through. Does it keep getting yeah. higher? Uh, no, it flattens out okay. and just is a suspended bridge. So we're like over this sort of 
uh, for area. Lack of a better word, like exhibit area. Yeah. yeah. The, it basically, with that description, you you realize that the bridge Enclosure. is this yeah. high A to get you away from the, the kind of smelly swamp below, but mostly to get you higher up so you're looking at the boughs of the trees so you're able to see where the birds hypothetically would be sitting. And oh. yeah, you see there's a bird. It's at a distance, oh. but you can see it sort of hopping along a... How are you living here? Make one last perception check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Okay. Um, well. I'm just shrugging. Um, I'm looking at the bird. You're looking at the bird. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, I was going to ask if our, now that we're in the clearing, if we can see our exterior friend. So you look up towards the, the top of the dome and you see above you, planted in one of the trees on the outside, a dark shadow and burning eyes staring in, just pressing in. And as you're looking up at the, the eyes sort of staring, unblinking above you, you see it's like a strange stain on the dome. The dome isn't reacting, it's not buzzing, it's not doing anything like when the, the creature pressed in earlier, but there's this odd discoloration near the creature. And as you're looking, you see something dripping from the ceiling. It seems almost mm. like water or ooze or something that's just seeping through dripping the dome. Dripping through the dome? Yeah. Presumably from it, yeah. right? Uh, from the demon or just from the outside? It is in the same location okay. as the creature. Now, the creature isn't touching the dome or anything. It's yeah. it's holding on to one of the trees outside, just staring at it. Is anything happening whenever it drips down? Make a perception uh, check. You know. You already failed that. <laughs> 18. Okay. You can see it's just drop, drop, drop into the enclosure space because the trees outside don't bridge the gap all the way to the bridge you're standing on. So it's just dropping into the enclosure. But I don't see it affecting the plants in any way, right? Not that you can see. Okay. I think we need to move on. Well, yes, that's what I Get was closer. saying. We should move in further and see what we can find. Moving closer to that, that mysterious dripping over there or into the center of this dome? Well, wherever this takes us. All right. I think we should continue to follow the path. And then if we reach a point and decide we've gone far enough, we can go back and check the other path. Works for me. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. As you begin to continue walking, Farlina, just because you were examining it off to your right where the, the dripping is falling, you see movement. Just a little bit, like the strange stuttering movement that seems different from the birds or anything else you see in the enclosure. Mm. There's a swell in the water and then it goes down. Farlina's been fidgeting a little bit the whole time we've been in here, but she's gonna just like throw up a produce one produced flame, but keep it close inside. Okay. Everybody, don't burn the ropes. I I will not burn the ropes, but keep an eye on the swamp, okay? There, it looks like there's something down there. It seems contained. What seems contained? The area. Exactly. Let's leave we're, it that way. We're contained with it, whatever is in here. If there are we're, things in We're here. separate, aren't we? Separate from the, the enclosure? Yeah. There's nets. Yeah, that's what I meant. These can be burned, as you just yeah. stated. <laughs> don't do it. So I don't trust it. That's what I mean. Unless it's like the... Uh, what, anything flammable is bad? I'm keeping my flame close. <laughs> Unless it's something like the uh, tiny things we fought when we first landed in the temple, wherever it was we first were. Those little invisible, invisible assholes. No? Those those were pretty small. They were pretty small. They yes. The they could get through the net. I mean, Anyways, these birds yeah. look like... A good... Let's keep moving, okay? <laughs> let's, let's just, like... <sighs> I don't want to stay still. Okay. All right, let's move. I'm keeping an eye on where I saw movement. 
Okay. Yeah. And you continue to see movement. You see bubbles coming up from the water and then swelling of the water almost rising up above mm-hmm. the rest of the swamp. Mm-hmm. Don't you see that? And then it goes that? down. Don't you see that down there? Okay. It doesn't matter. We need to move on. Okay. I'm just... I want you all to be aware. Do we want to stay and see what that is? No, I do not. Okay, just... let's move. Let's move. <laughs> I think this is a terrible place to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep an eye on it. <laughs> all right. And you continue walking. The bridge sort of sways back and forth and back and forth and to your right every once in a while, wings against the sky. You can hear the boughs kind of creaking slightly as what look like a large number of birds will settle on one location and then flitter off to another location. Below the water birds stand unmoving, even as the the water seems disturbed more and more frequently. And then you pass beyond the enclosure, the net seals off to one side and the trees press in on your elevated bridge more and more. It gets kind of hard to pass. You have to put your hands out and like really push branches to either side um, and it's slowing your movement pretty significantly. I'm using one hand because I'm still keeping my flame up. And behind you, you hear the bridge creak. (sighs) I whip around and I keep my flame up in front of me. Behind you... You're trying to figure out what made the bridge creak. There's nothing on it, but you can see gripping to one side a clawed hand of some sort, Mm -hmm. almost a paw, just resting. But you look off to the side and there's not like a creature hanging from it. There's just shadow beneath it. Who who is there? Show yourself to us. And the paw is gone. Sybil is going to shoot fairy fire or cast fairy fire on the space where you Okay. Um, You launch fairy fire in that direction and it doesn't land on anything as it's sort of filling the air. And then in a blink, something is there. It's just standing almost like oozing in place and it is coated in fairy fire. What stands before you seems canine-like. It seems like it's on four legs, um, just sloshing um, this strange ichor onto the bridge where it hits, sizzles, and then disappears. It seems like the same material that was dripping in from the, the ceiling. And it's just standing at you, two bright white eyes staring. I didn't prepare calm emotions today. Is it, it's covered in, it's covered, <laughs> it's covered in, fairy, in fire. fairy fire. Is it invisible, but it's just covered, it's just lit up. No, it's visible. Okay. It just okay. wasn't there for a moment. Is it like, <laughs> oh, no. what is it doing? It's just staring. It almost seems like it's seeping between the planks of the board, dropping down in height and then reasserting itself back up. It's like re-oozing. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, but an aggressive posture. Yeah, in an aggressive posture. It's just kind of standing there. It's not really looking at you, though. Its eyes are burning in your direction, but it seems to be looking around the space, looking for something. Hmm. Can it not see us? I'm saying that. That's the stage whisper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm whispering. Can it not see us? It flicks its head towards you and then stares off to the right. Hello? Can you can you provide us with any assistance? A low growl fills the entire area. It's it's almost echoing. It's like it's there's like a cavern in its chest and it's booming from that space. But it's still not really looking at you. But it does begin to walk in your direction. Its foot getting caught on one of the slats, but its movement uninterrupted as it just walks slowly and relentlessly towards you. I'm holding I, I my will, ground with will, my flame up. I'll cast Thaumaturgy and just intimidate at it. Turn back. The growl intensifies. And above you, you see the creature who is pressing in sort of rear back and then disappear. Its wings 
flapping and then it's gone from above you. And as it does so, you hear a noise off to your right from within the enclosure as more of that ichor drips down from the, the ceiling. Oh, man. Bolt is going to cast Shalele and ready his quarterstaff. Okay. Are, do you mean us any harm? What do you want? Are you... A... The creature walks I'll cast Sacred like, Flame. Okay, it's like five <laughs> feet away from you now. Um, all right, go ahead. And uh, it needs to make an evasion roll, right? Uh, or... Dex save. Dex save? All right. Uh, yeah, it makes it. Uh, Sorry, it, it rolled a 19. Yeah. So the, the flame eats into the um, the slats of the wood below and the, the ropes to the left and right. And, it's radiant. No, and, and, and it clings <laughs> to them for a moment. It looks like they're on fire and then the, the radiance is gone. But the creature just keeps its ground and keeps on walking towards you unfazed. Stop! Is it no. within five feet? Yeah, it's within five oh, feet. Okay, then. Stop attacking it! Do not attack it! It's not attacking us! I'll wait for your turn. (laughs) To your right, something moves in the enclosure. And I whip my flame over there, too. Okay. This is called flanking. (laughs) Don't patronize me. I don't know if you've been in a scrap. I throw up another, I produce another flame. I've got flames in both hands now. You hold a hand to the right. Make a perception check. Twelve? Okay. There were a lot of birds on one of those branches, all crowded together, moving as one. But they're moving as one, maybe, maybe in an unnatural way. The ichor's dropping onto them, and they seem to move in perfect synchronization. Ugh. The branches creak. Um, so I think the the gross dog has gotten inside of Tybalt's uh, aura of spores. So okay. I think yeah, it's going to going to use my reaction to do one d six damage. All right, let's go for it. Because you nasty boy. Yeah, because he is my. my my, my spores have are feeling threatened right now. <laughs> Six damage. Six All right, damage. that's pretty good. Nice. Which you might say for, let me... Uh, I'm going to need you to cast a... Or do a spell save DC. All right, that I can do um, for spell con. Save. Yep, for con. Okay, that's 14. 14. Uh, it's, a, it's a match, which... Saves. 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 Oh. So just, yeah. Okay, so do I take half damage? Nope. Or is it? Oh, okay. So much like the, the sacred flame, a burst of spores consumes your area, hovering in the, the air almost as a, a wall, and the creature just ducks its head in uh, and raises oh no. it above you. They're invincible, guys. We have to run. If you all move back a moment, I can do something. I'll move. Everybody, everybody move. And I, like, I start moving. Okay. Like the trees press against your back. Um, and as you do so, the creature moves into your space. And it's not attacking, but all of you feel this pull uh, in your chest. I need you all to make a constitution saving throw. Ooh. Nice. Not good. Mm. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, seven for Fralina. Okay. 13 for Valen. 10 for Tybalt. 21. All right. Farlina, you recognize this feeling, and it doesn't affect you, but your blood does run cold. I was going to say, I still roll the the con save, but... uh... For awareness of what's going on. Okay. Uh, Tybalt, you feel like there's an infected wound in your chest. It's a very strange feeling, that sort of hot, swelling, burning feeling uh, in your chest, and I'm going to need you to mark one point of corruption. Uh Uh-oh. No good. 
And then the creature looks down at the flames on its side and it seems to shake its head, awareness almost coming to it. And I'm gonna need everybody to roll initiative. Mm. Natural 20. All right. Wasted on that though. <laughs> I wanna be last. <laughs> so, um, 20 to 25? 22 to Mir. Alrighty. 15 to 20? 18 for Valen. Okay. 10 to 15? Oh no. <laughs> 5 to 10? 9 for Tibble. 6 <laughs> for, her, for Farlena. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, cool stuff. Cool stuff. Tamir, you see the change in this creature as this point of corruption sort of catches into your companion. It's like suddenly it's grounded to this space and awareness and a strange sort of hungry anger fills it. Um, you are up first. It's still glowing under fairy fire? It is still glowing under fairy fire. Uh, and it's in my space? Yes. Ooh. Uh, I'm gonna cast Inflict Wounds. All right. With advantage, Go for it. I assume. Because of the fairy fire yeah. and it's a melee, it, yeah. Okay. Because you have to touch somebody to inflict oh, wounds, good. right? A lot. Um, 25. Okay, hit. yeah, that is. <laughs> it's 3d10. 3d10. Uh, 19 points of necrotic damage. Okay. Because I'm panicked. <laughs> <laughs> you reach out towards this creature, your hand sinking into its Icarus, almost liquid body, and it is blasted back with almost these sharp slashes through the air, pieces of it flying into space and dissolving. It yelps and screams from that cavern in its chest, uh, and the whole area is filled with this strange echoing, warbling noise. It looks very hurt. Huge chunks of it are just like dissolved. It still kind of looks like a dog in that it still <laughs> seems to have four legs, but it, its form seems to be really wrecked. Valen, you're up. Valen is going to pull out his rapier and stab it. Okay, go for it. Make an attack roll. Pop, pop. With advantage. With advantage. Is that how fairy fireworks? Yep. <laughs> is all, it, yeah, attack, all it's, attack rolls. It's all attack rolls. Yeah. Uh, let me, any attack roll. Cool. Okay. 21. Okay, that hits. Nice. Go for it. Roll some damage. So no sneak attack because you're right there. Right. I, it's yeah. not really flank because you're all in front of it. I figured that yeah. was kind of... I'm threatening no, it. I'm it, threatening yeah, it a lot. No, that's fair. You do get sne uh, sneak attack. Sweet. <laughs> so that's... Six normal. And that's without yeah. the sneak attack damage? Yeah. Okay. It's it's dead. <laughs> I'm just gonna like... You don't need to, like to roll all that. Yeah. You sort of duck underneath this creature as it's flailing from side to side, making this horrible high-pitched um, warbling noise, and you stab it into the chest, which almost seems to puncture that like that cavernous air pocket inside of it where the noise is coming from. There's a deafening boom from that space as the creature just kind of dissolves in on itself, and the acre drips off of the, the bridge. Like bagpipes. Like bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a lot left of it on the bridge? I mean, there's gunk. Um, <laughs> it's it's clinging to the, the slats and sliding off of them. The wood seems unaffected by all of this grossness on it. But yeah, you can see some of the, the remaining goop dropping into the marsh below. And there's one behind? There's we heard? You heard, we heard something? something in the enclosure, which suddenly starts to make a strange noise. And it's then that you realize that the birds have not made any traditional bird noises through all of this. There hasn't been tweeting or chirping or anything like that. But suddenly there's this low, 
caw. Sounds bird-like, but like it's modulated down. Kind of like the dog was barking, but not actually barking. Yeah. A giant seagull. Could be. <laughs> like a four-foot-tall cockatiel. That's... <laughs> yeah. You see a shutter of feathers up on the, the bow. Are we still in order? Yeah, you're still in order. Gus, you're up if you want to do something with that. How far away is the bow? Um, Probably about 20 feet. The bow of what? It's one of the trees inside the enclosure. Oh, okay. There's been a, there's a lot of trees inside the enclosure, and the, the birds seem to be moving from one tree branch to another, but right now they're they're up on. Tybalt is, uh, so if you walk to the base of the tree, would it be like 10 feet above him? Is there a way for Tybalt to go within 10 feet with his movement? Well, the, the base of the tree is down in the marsh below, oh, so you need to right, drop right, down right, right. from the, the slats and move there. You can do that, although there is a, a net no, in the way. Yeah, I don't think you'd do that. Is there a way he could, like, climb up the net or, like, you yeah, know, you can pull himself up, up to it within 10 feet? I don't think it would get you closer, okay. unfortunately, because it's it's out. We're right up on up. the net. Yeah we're, yeah, we're right up on it. So, okay, yeah. so there's there's not a lot of movement I can do. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's far away. I mean, there's things, if, if you want to try to mess up the net so you can move that direction or if you want to drop below no i think that's yeah that'd be a little much i think um tibble instead is just going to whisper whisper an incantation point his staff at the tree and cast chill touch at the general direction of where the calling is coming from okay so probably a disadvantage but is that a ranged yeah it's a ranged uh, range camp um at this distance it's probably a disadvantage because of of your well you have two fires up, don't you? I have um, two produced flames up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and if it's if it's what is it, twenty feet away? Yeah, it's about twenty feet away, and that's within range of the spell. I think mm-hmm. you can roll normally. You can see the the shadow of this. Yeah. Spell. Okay. Yeah. So he has he has like a target. Thing. Just yeah. shoot at it. Yeah. That is a eighteen. Eighteen does hit. Go for Sweet. it. Sweet. It's going to do two d eight necrotic damage. That is eight. And one. Nice. Okay. As this freezing necrotic damage eats in that direction, you can see it catch on the feathers of this creature as they go bright white from frost and then dark as the necrotic damage um, eats in. It doesn't seem to react quite, mm-hmm. at least not to the actual attack. It doesn't seem to like react with like pain or anything mm-hmm. like that. But is that the end of your turn? So was that dog a beast? <laughs> uh it's i mean it's it's gone now you, you can't <laughs> oh it's okay so there's no there's nothing for me to work my sinister magics with i mean you can try there's no yeah okay there is no corpse okay yeah. that's kind of an important part <laughs> yes <of> <laughs> has it mostly drooped away yeah it's just okay. dripping i mean again you can see icker in I, I guess area, I, right? i'm gonna try on the icker um so okay. it's on my reaction if a beast or humanoid that is smaller medium dies within 10 feet, I get to do special things with it. Okay. And so Tybalt is going to try and reanimate the, the Ikor. Okay. <laughs> do, I, do I see this happening? Does yeah, Farlina's, you see. I turn to him you like, do gest- not touch that. Do not uh, do it's, anything it's, it's, with he's that. He's not touching it. He's just gesturing at it. Do not let it die. You we should be lighting it on fire right now. <laughs> but you can continue to do yeah, that. He's, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just going to continue doing it. Um, <laughs> you do see the ichor almost try to re-coalesce into something the the bits that are still clinging to the the slats almost gather together and then the spell fails and they, it just continues okay. to drip down it reacted but it's not a beast mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> 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 okay. to your right um or i guess your left now since you turned back towards where you came you hear 
the clamor of, it almost sounds like sheets of paper rustling to, to your left. It sounds like feathers, but it's not quite right. It's not quite the way you know feathers sound as this being stirs and sort of swings its head from side to side. Again, still sort of silhouetted against the purple sky, but it begins to draw itself up and you see that what first seemed to be many birds and maybe even was many birds has combined to become one single winged entity and it flaps its wings off to the side, that strange rustling noise and a creaking noise following as it draws itself up and stares at you. And it's gonna jump off its perch and dive in your direction. Its wings outstretched. And as it hits the net, the net is just sliced to bits. There's a moment, a pulse, where the, the net seems to react, but whatever this thing is breaks through the net and lands on the bridge in front of you. It is disquieting to look at. It does seem to be assembled of what seem to be the parts of many, many different birds, but instead of gore, it almost seems like it's constructed from fabric and wood and metal all in one single amalgamation. Uh, but the reason it looks like birds is because you can see like the heads of birds, constructed birds, grafted into this one being. It is also coated in that same ichor that suffused the, the dog. And it is going to jump back into the air and dive in your direction again. Uh, who is in front at the moment? Would it be... I don't think it's Ferlene. I think she was pressing towards the back. That is yeah. true. Yeah. I think Probably it's... Valen. Yeah. Yeah, because you walked attack. forward to, to stab. You all are kind of gathered together. It's but probably it's him just... or me. Yeah, it's going to dive towards you, Valen. And it is going to make a series of sort of swipes at you as it, as it takes off to the side. It's a multi-attack. It's going to attack with its beak and one with its talons. Ooh, nasty. Um, so it tries to peck at you. Um, I'm just going to say I rolled a, a three on that, so that definitely <laughs> doesn't hit. Um, and it sort of pulls up, getting a little more air, and swipes at you with its talons, which is a 19 to hit, I think. No, it's 19. Nope, it's a 24 to hit. Which yep. does do the thing. <laughs> it does the thing. Cool. So that is 14 damage that it does as it swipes at you with its claws before taking back off into the air um, in the enclosure. It was 15 feet to get to you, and it's going to fly back out about 20 feet. Mm. So it's out in the air above the enclosure. Yeah. Can All I right. use Uncanny Dodge, or is it too late? Um, you, yeah, it's, yeah. Still, it's still going on. Okay. So I'll use that. Cool. Nice. Yeah. To have your damage. Yes. Good move. Farlina, it is your turn. Okay, I'm going to move a little closer. I'm okay. actually going to push forward through everyone, maybe about mm, like 10 feet or so. Sounds good. You sort of run along the, the bridge. Since it's moving up away. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to use my action to throw one of my produced flames at it and to make a ranged attack. Uh, 12. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, that misses. Okay. Uh, the, the fire just sort of sputters into the air before it reaches uh, the, the creature. Okay. I am going to spend two sorcery points to use a quicken spell. And I'm going to, with the hand that I just threw uh, my produced flame at, um, I'm going to throw my hand up and cast Scorching Ray at it. And I'm going to make three ranged attacks at it for my three rays. That one really hits. It's 18 plus 7. Okay, yes, yeah. that does really hit. Uh, 23. That hits. The second one. Oh, 
Nine for the third one. That one misses. Okay. So I hit with two of them. So they're both 2d6 plus four. 12 for the one ray. And 11 for the other ray. Okay, so 23 damage? Yes. All right. That's a move. Cool. Um, I, and then I'm going to use my movement to like move back again, maybe about five feet back from where, from where I came. So you're crowding back into the, the group? I'm not crowding back into the group. I'm going to move back about five feet. Okay. Just so I'm not like way out in the open on the bridge anymore. Cool. So, Sounds um, good. Yep. But I still want to keep my eye on it. Okay. Yeah. So you, you launch these two bolts towards the, the creature and one sort of catches it on the chest and the other on the, the tail as it's flying around. The creature, again, doesn't seem to react to it physically. It doesn't seem to show pain or anything like that. Uh, but you do notice that pieces of it seem to ignite um, as it's flying through the air. Awesome. Yeah. Tamir, you're up. I have a DM question. Yes. What is our ruling on bonus action spells? I think we've always allowed cantrips. Okay. I'm pretty sure. So I'm going to I'm going to just say That's basically Cool. That I just didn't know. Are, yeah. Well, I guess first I'm going to cast Toll the Dead. Okay. On this Actually, I'll back up to the back of the group mm-hmm. just to get out of this melee. <laughs> that sounds good. You sort <laughs> of duck I'll, underneath I'll the, the get branches. Get myself away. <laughs> yeah. You are now divided from the group by a series of branches though. There's like sort of a, a thicket growing between you and them if you keep moving that direction. Across the path? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's I... not. It's it's enough to slow your movement. It's not enough to like stop you, but okay. it, it's slow going. That's fine. I'll be in there. It okay. seems safe. <laughs> um, and I will. I will right. ring the spectral gong on this boy. Go for it. <laughs> oh, I don't roll. He has a wisdom save. <laughs> that he can do. Um, let's see. What's your wisdom, buddy? No. <laughs> <laughs> he might do it. He's a five. <laughs> then no. Yeah. Uh, Two d twelve. What's the range on Toll the Dead? 60 feet. Ah, oh, nice. Uh, 6 and 7 is 13. Nice. Necrotic Woo. damage. I think I'll hold off on the spiritual weapon, actually. After all that. Did you say 16? 13. 13. 13. 13. All right. This sort of echoing noise drones through the area as you cast Toll of the Dead. And you can see out above the clearing where it's flying, there's this strange shudder that racks through this creature as if all of its parts don't quite seem to be moving right. And it actually drops in the air before it, it asserts itself. It's still up, but yeah, that, that definitely hurt it in some way, so much as this thing can be hurt. Hmm. Valen, you're up. Valen's going to run forward towards the creature, and I'm in range, right? I can attack? No, it's no. it's out above the clearing. Uh, There's not okay. really a forward either, because it's <laughs> it's sort of out in a diagonal above the, the clearing to your left. Then I'm just going to ready my action... Um, if it comes close again? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, are you readying an attack? Yes, with okay. the rapier. Cool. Sounds good. All right, it is the, the bird creature's turn, and it... Um, is it uh, I thought I went, and then the bird went. Oh, you're right. I have a little arrow drawing. You're right. You're up. <laughs> hey! Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> I had stuff I was going to do. You, then, <laughs> then do that stuff. Now uh, is your chance. <laughs> it's my time to shine. Um, cool. Tybalt is going to go and stand next to Valen. Um, okay. Just sort of like back-to-back, cool, cool posing. And he's going to point his staff at the bird. Yeah, he's going to he's gonna say something cool, like, um, 
What's like, the, what's the cool thing you say? I'm trying to think. Like um, you can't just say you're gonna yeah. say a cool thing. You can't say he says a cool thing. You have to, to, you have to, to actually, say a no, cool I have to thing. Actually, like come up with it. It's something like like uh, end is coming it's more than six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> the end is coming for you, and he casts chill touch. And okay, it, right. Yeah. So that is a melee attack or a uh, range attack, which is not probably not gonna hit. That's appropriate. Um, Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> no, that oh, that's hit. awful. Okay. You're too busy thinking about the thing you're gonna say. <laughs> yeah, he was he was really excited for his his cool catchphrase. And, oh. Nope. For next um, time, your flight's been canceled. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyways. Um, is that your turn? Uh, yeah, and then, cool yeah. and then yeah. <laughs> yep, that's it. Cool. Set myself up and just really knocked it out of the park. Um. <laughs> But yeah, it's, I do have a reaction. So if okay. if the bird tries to come close, <laughs> cool. The bird flies around the enclosure and lands on a branch. <laughs> and it, 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 I literally already said it would do that. <laughs> the rude thing would be if I changed what it did based on on your action. Uh, so it lands on a branch. It flaps its uh, wings and in, in this huge sort of arc and then flaps them in your direction in this this almost concussive boom. It's really, really fast, and you look up to see objects flying in your direction from uh, where its wings are. Strange, almost bladed daggers flying through the air um, from the, the end of its wings. I guess... Hmm. I was going for Valen, but yeah. you gestured in its direction last, Tybalt, so I think it's going to actually try to attack you. So that's a Ooh. 17 to hit. Yep. All right, that hits. Ouch. Ooh, no, you're you're fine. Oh. It only does uh, six damage um, oh, as nice. they fly in your direction. You sort of knock one out of the air mm-hmm. uh, with your staff, but one catches you in the side and just sort of eats into your hip. Yeah, and it stays up on its perch, its wings high above its head, just holding its place. That is its turn. Farlina, you're up. How far is it from me? So you went five feet along the bridge. I'm going to say 25 feet out. And there's no way I can, like... I can get closer to it from where it is because it's perched out over there. That's true. I mean, you can you can drop below if you want. It's not that far down and walk in the, the marsh, but then that's farther down underneath it, so that's not really closer. Mm, uh, yeah. You could try to acrobatics your way up onto the trees since there are branches <laughs> covering the path in front of you. And now the net's open. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I don't know if that's her speed. <laughs> <laughs> Be bold. I'm, just, I'm presenting you with options. You could try to climb the net, but that doesn't get you much closer. Yeah. Damn. Why do you want to touch Sorry. it so bad? <laughs> touch it. I don't want to get within 15 feet of it. Don't touch the goo. I'll just do this instead. I'm like, ugh. I'm like frustrated. So I'll like, I still have my produce flame up, but I'm going to take my other hand and sort of like whirl it around a bit and uh, summon up a chromatic orb and throw a fire chromatic orb at it. Okay. So I'll make a ranged attack. 17. 17 barely hits, but it does hit. It's got its big wings up, so it's a a big target at the moment. Okay, so it does 3d8 plus 4. 14 fire damage. 14 fire damage is exactly the amount of fire damage you needed it to be. Yes! You launch this this orb in its direction. It kind of floats its way through the, the clearing. The creature bats its wings at it, and as it does, those wings catch fire along with the parts on its back that were still aflame. And the flames eat along the woven cloth that makes up its wings onto its back and so on. The entire creature goes up in flames, and it stops moving as some of the magic seems to fall from it. 
As the cloth burns, you can see behind it, there's pieces of wood that seem caught up in the cloth. And when it finally burns through, a piece of wood falls to the ground below the creature and it is dead. Nothing but singed cloth draped over the perch that it, it made its final home and also the, the wooden thing that fell below. Any of it fall close by or no? It all fell It fell away. into the, the marsh below. It doesn't seem like the marsh is deep, thus the mummified bird remains that are just kind of sitting in it. Seems like it's it's mud and you saw that the, the wooden slats when um, it was on the ground, the mud gave a bit as you were walking along, but it's accessible. How far down is it? I'm going to say 12 feet down. I'm going to go over to a tree and see if I can clamber down real quick. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and make a either an athletics or acrobatics roll, however you want to handle it. Mm, I'll make it acrobatics. She going to go burn Okay, it? bye. <laughs> 14. Yeah, that's enough. Okay. Um, you grab onto a branch and sort of brace yourself between the tree and the bridge that you've been standing on. You drop down using that support and cling to the, the bridge. And then after a moment, you drop down to the, the ground with a, like a slurping noise as your boots hit the, the marsh. It's probably, it's a like maybe four or five inches deep. Um, so your boots sink into, to, well, they're not even boots. You're like, your I'm wearing, feet. I'm wearing gladiator sandals. You are, your sandals <laughs> sink into the mud and it's sort of- Gross. It's really unpleasant, but it doesn't seem like it injures you in any way. There's no like acidity to this. It's just nasty it's mud. It's just nasty mud. Okay, I want to go over to the remains okay. of this creature thing. And I just want to like inspect it a bit. I want to see how it was being held together and if there are any runes on it. Uh, or like in on any of the amalgamation of of shit mm -hmm. that it had or if the corruption magic was holding it together somehow i want to see how it was how it was acting as an assembled thing okay as you make your way over sort of sloshing through the the mud and kicking these bird corpses out of the way as you go you make your way by some of the the plants and you can see up close some of the water birds that don't move as you approach. And you realize as you get close to them why that is. The water birds are mannequins of some sort. What the fuck? Woven constructions of beautiful, incredible detail. Everything down to their individual feathers is detailed along these created bodies, but it's a, it's a mannequin. It's all a flea circus. A series of them all dotted through the water, some standing on one foot, some sort of sunk into the mud. Others looking like they're about to take off in flight. But any, they're just... any like close to me as I'm going by? Yeah, you can reach out. And can I them. grab one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> you grab one and you sort of pull it out of the mud. Um, it's one of the ones that was standing up on its legs, and you realize it's caught on something. And you tug, and there's like a, a string attached to it that goes up into the canopy above. But after a few tugs, it breaks loose from the the string, and you have a water bird. Just holding on to it. I put it under my arm it. as I keep walking over towards the corpse okay. of the thing. As you sort of like swing it around a little bit to get some of the mud off of it, the mud does fall off of it and the, the string is otherwise unharmed in any way. It doesn't seem like it's rotting or anything like that. From our perspective, they still look mummified. So she just picked up like a mummified bird. No, there are okay, actual well, we mummified know. Yeah, yeah. birds. Okay, cool. And that's the thing. One of the things that you're, you're seeing, uh, Farlina, is that like the corpses on the ground are real bird okay. corpses. Yeah, yeah. This is not a real bird, but they, they're definitely were want real birds mm. in here. As you make your way further, um, you find yourself below the tree upon which the still smoldering remains of this creature are slowly like falling off. It's like they're burning to ash and then dropping to the ground. So there's like moats 
of um, ash and so on falling down from above you. And you reach down and you grab what looks like a, a small wooden, it's like a cylinder. Um, make an investigation check. Sweet. <laughs> it's filled with ancient scrolls. Uh, 21. Oh, okay. It's what looks like a spool, and to it are still some thread that are either torn or ripped that are going off to the side, um, and it resembles the thread that's falling from above. Uh, you also can look around and see the remains of not the entire creature burned, and you can see more pieces of similar mannequins to the, the water birds that you found, bits of bird that have fallen from the sky. They look more like songbirds, finches, things like that. Small birds of different bright colors that are all sort of strewn about, and they all seem to be constructed of a similar wool to what's tied around the, the spool. So is anything about this creature, like, natural? Does it all look like it's mostly constructed? Everything you can see is constructed. We're absolutely going to have to fight marionettes at some point. Except, I will say, I mean, the, the spool is made <laughs> like, of wood. creepy human. Mm-hmm. It seems like it may have grown from something. But there doesn't seem to be, like, there's no flesh, there's no tissue, there's no nothing like that. Some of the birds that have fallen to the ground do seem stained by that corrupting ichor. And you do see that there's, like, singe marks along the spool that may be a result of that. Also, you set it on fire, so it's one or the other. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the spool thing. Okay. And this looks like this was, like, are there threads throughout the remains of things? Like, does it look like this was sort of pulling everything together, from what Um, I can tell? As you can look around, you see that there are now many spiderweb-thin strings that are draped along the, the canopy. All the movement has stopped. Uh, both from the water birds that you now see frozen in the the water and from above, all of the songbirds have just stopped moving. (laughs) This is so interesting. Uh, And I'll take it with me. I'll take both. Okay. I'm just saying, like, I hold the fake water bird under my one hand and I have the spool in the other hand. Um, And I'm going to make my way back. That doesn't seem like an essential. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Up on the bridge... Mm -hmm. Is there a small amount of the goopy dog icker left? Yeah. I'm going to pull out my potions case and try and scoop some into an empty potion vial. Okay. Does make it, it... Okay, make a dexterity ahead. check. Yeah, yeah. Just to see how well you do this. 20. You're fine. Yeah, you're <laughs> able to take out one of your vials and very carefully, like, basically, like, almost wrap your hand so that it doesn't run the risk of touching any of the, the icker, and you're able to get some into a vial. All right. C- careful, man. Farlina will uh, ask you to burn it if she sees that. Yeah, she's not here. <laughs> <laughs> I will label it appropriately. Okay. <laughs> Tuck it away. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Farlina, you are now below the the thing. Um, yeah, you're below the bridge. You can climb up either the ropes um, to like the netting to get back up there, or you can make your way back up the tree. How far will the will the netting get me near, like up onto the bridge? Yeah, or near the bridge. Okay. It's actually pretty close. Okay, just to be safe, I'll put the spool like in my bag, just so I'm not like holding onto it. And yeah, I'll climb up the net with the bird. With yeah, the bird I've under got one it under arm. my arm. Yeah. <laughs> so you have one arm. Is that the deal? I'm gonna say make an athletics check. Athletics or acrobatics? Athletics. This is not. You're not doing anything like. You're not balancing. You're just using an arm and two legs to climb a net. I think we'll move Tight. on while she takes twenty minutes to climb this. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's a zero. Oh. Um, Incredible. 
You make it probably about halfway up, sort of like grabbing onto the rope, almost biting it with your teeth as you try to like get another leg up, and your foot gets stuck in one of the diamonds of the netting, um, and you turn it and fall back <laughs> down to the ground, landing face first in the muck below. Can I try and do a little flip to see if I can make it look a no, little? No, you got a zero. <laughs> Leave the you damn bird. Finally, you Tibble, yeah, Tibble, Tibble yells down, use both arms and help. Leave the bird. Did, do you see that I have the bird? Does yes, like, we're waiting for you. It's a, it's a bright blue water bird. Uh, Throw it fake. up here. What do you need it for? I just wanted to show you it. I think it's hilarious. But that was embarrassing. Do you not have a bag? Can you put it in your bag? Is it too big to put in my bag? I mean, it's it's. Large. I imagined that it was like a big old. Do you bird. have like a like a? I mean, I got a um, sack, a bedroll, or anything like that. that no, 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 you don't. no, she does not. <laughs> I don't have that shit I with forgot. me. She's yeah. not prepared for this adventure. No, no, I was. <laughs> I was fucking. I am. I was working the entertainment circuit no, before right. I got in here. <laughs> okay, Farlina, I'm gonna let you make one more chance to come up this way. <laughs> Athletics again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you are covered in mud. This is, this is which your is punishment enough. So. <laughs> I'll take care of that in a sec. Ferlina will be stuck down there forever if she can't. 16. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're able, through sheer determination and spite, able to slowly make your way up this um this netting, uh, leaving sort of a muddy trail behind. As yes, you... it's gross. And I get up there and I, I like plant my feet and I snap and I press digitate all the mud, just like disintegrates <laughs> off of me so disintegrates or shoots off like, I, I, I love the off. idea that just like popping an inch off of your that, body that and works falling too. to the ground <laughs> I've got a little farlina yeah. sheep I'm, I'm like... thinking like a wet dog shaking almost yeah, yeah. it just all yeah Valen like... standing next to you and just kidding yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like come on <laughs> this is velvet <laughs> oh sorry turn that way and I press digitate it off of him over the railing <laughs> a little bit <laughs> perfect <sighs> Look at that. Good as new. Can we move on? Yes, we can. Look at this thing. I, that is not a treasure. <laughs> all of the birds here, are, well, not all of them, but a number of them are fake. What even is that? That's really weird. Theater. Junk. Yeah, yes, but why? So they can charge 10 gold for this place. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, let's continue on. All right. Bird in hand and spool in bag. Uh, Farlina joins the rest of the group. Um, and together, you slowly begin pushing your way through the dense mess of branches and leaves that cover the path before you. Uh, and next time, we will see what awaits you on the other side. Ooh. Thank you for joining us, folks. Thank you for listening to In Betweens, Episode 9. In Betweens was written by Gina Smith. Starring Gina Smith, Allison Mann, Gus Ireland, Evan Falco, and Victor Mann. The music was composed, orchestrated, and recorded by Jacob Ryan Smith. D&D Major was created by Gina Smith, Jacob Ryan Smith, and Allison Mann. If you're interested in supporting the creators and future productions, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com shortonegaming Or to see our Let's Plays and other projects, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Short One Gaming.